Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. I am Melissa. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I almost you, forgot Melissa. my name. And Meg's here. <laughs> hey! Oh. You ever have one of those days where it's just like your brain is not connecting with your mouth? And like, <laughs> I just, all day today, like I... I sat, I was at my kid's school this morning, which I'll talk about in a second, but, um, I was sitting, like, I went to a little diner to get coffee and breakfast after that, and I was trying to get some work done, and I kept opening, like, opening browser windows on my computer and totally forgetting why I was opening them, but there was, like, a reason, so then I would sit there, and the people in the coffee shop probably thought I was, like, crazy, because I'm, like, sitting there with my head in my hands, like, my fingers on my temples, and I'm, like, <laughs> oh, no. What is going on? But it, but it didn't just happen once. It happened like four or five times. That's like every time I walk into a room for something, right? I completely forget what it is as soon as I see like the disaster of the room. And I was like, yeah, I don't remember why I came in here. And then I start doing something else. And then usually my toast is burning. And then <laughs> <laughs> I forget my, I like, I reheat my coffee a lot and I forget oh, it yes. in the microwave the a ton. Microwave. Like I'll go to make dinner and I open up the microwave and I'm like, oh. <laughs> There's my coffee. <laughs> my kids call it, you've been mugged. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You've been mugged. It's true. Dave's, Dave's always like, totally. did you drink this? I'm like, no, nope. no, I didn't. Sure I did not drink it. Sure didn't. I only sure read it about 15 times. It's a little yep. scalded at the top now. <laughs> yep. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought today we'd keep it sort of light and breezy, partly because we're both, I'm really tired. I, and I really have so no tired. reason to be tired. I fell asleep the other night at like 8 p.m. 8? Slept. What? Yeah. Like I think Dave, I didn't like, message you that night. You did. That's like, oh, damn <laughs> That's it. why I didn't respond. It's <laughs> like 5 o'clock my time. That's way too early. I know. Well, so I, Dave put the kids to bed and I like fell asleep on the couch watching ER reruns. And then. Oh, nice. And then I woke up or he woke me up at midnight and was like, get upstairs. You're not you're not going to want to sleep on the couch. And then I thought for sure that I would just be awake because I had just taken the four hour nap. And nope, <laughs> nope, went four right hour. back to sleep. And then wow. the next morning and then I was so tired the next day. So I don't know if I got too much sleep. I don't know. And then yesterday, like I just I'm like, so I could literally lay down right now and take a nap. I'm so tired and I don't know why it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But we thought that. Meg is coming to towards the end of spring break with her kids. My kids' spring break starts tomorrow. It's a holiday weekend. So we thought we would sort of like focus our podcast episode today on, on like our, our, with our mom hats on because we haven't done that in, <laughs> in a little while. And so we thought, you know what? Seems like a good time. We've got some things going on. Meg's oldest daughter has a birthday coming up. We just traveled with our kids. So I thought I'd talk about some things we do when we're traveling with our kids to help make lives easier. We'll talk a little bit about birthdays and sort of what we do for birthdays. And then maybe a couple of spring break ideas if you guys have spring break that are coming up so that you don't lose your mind. Because I'm on the verge. <laughs> I'm on the verge. Hasn't even started yet. And I'm already like, please, God help me. <laughs> so you have a big birthday happening in your house this weekend. Yes, my oldest is turning the big 10. Double digits. Is she, whew, whole a decade, decade, right? Is she so I excited? She's totally excited. Yeah, uh, we it's a are. a big deal. It is. I need to, uh, one thing I do like to do for birthday celebrations is a fun photo session with uh, mm -hmm. my kiddo, whoever's birthday it is. 
And uh, <laughs> I'm actually kind of mad at myself because actually there's still time. <laughs> it's only thursday <laughs> it's only thursday and she does her 10 until till sunday uh, sunday no yeah. we didn't do nine-year-olds i mean we kind of did <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't That's like official i thought you were gonna say <laughs> squeeze it in she's Bad still nine. mom she's no That's you're what I'm not saying. she's still nine <laughs> she is still nine. do it tonight we'll just do two sessions in one week it's fine there you go it's fine She's technically still nine, and then she's, See? you know, she's not 10 till Sunday. You could bump I that mean, back a couple days. It'll be fine. I mean, technically, I still take photos of the kids, like, all the time, so I'm not that bad of a mom, but usually You're not a bad mom I at all. Ask whole... me if I took pictures of my twins at all for their birthday, <laughs> because oh, <no>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do it. But the problem was one of them was sick on their birthday, so wow. I was like, well, I'm not going to do it today. They, it, their birthday was two months ago. So later it's never fine. comes, friends. Later it's fine. never. You know comes. what? They just had their annual physical, so I figured I'm still in the window. So maybe I'll try to do it this weekend. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. We'll do it. <laughs> See, you'll do yours. I'll do mine. It'll be fine. It'll work out perfectly because I Birthday always I make my kids pose for pictures like twice a year. Once is on the first day of school, and once is at Easter at Easter Sunday. So. Hey. Easter and birthday time. photos all in one. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's close enough. So I think I will. Uh, and now I got to get my thinking cap on. Dang it. My brain's tired. Uh, especially this week. It's just been, it's been a week. Just so, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. Oh. She'll come up with a fantastic idea. That is brilliant, friend. Thank you. This is why I keep you around. You're welcome. I know. Awesome. <laughs> I like how we're figuring this out uh, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's going to be fine. Like, seriously, she would, she would totally have, she'll have a ball. Be like, hey, we got to do this. What do you want to do? Should I text her right now? Yes, you should. I want to hear what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's on her iPad. Let's see. Let's see if we can do this for the for the cast here. Yeah, we'll see. She might. Oh, oh we're turning on Ella's Oh, okay. Well, in any case, I'm just saying, kick it back to the kid. She's old enough now. Yeah. <laughs> She's almost 10. She'll probably she say, I don't want to do a photo yeah, right? shoot and then I'll cry. <laughs> I don't want to do one, mom. Don't don't act like she has a choice. She's like, what would you like to do for your birthday photo That's exactly shoot? exactly how I'm phrasing it right yes. now. Don't ask, do you want to? Oh, no. <laughs> I actually, I like the light bulb went off this week. Oh, this is perfect. That... I no longer ask the kids, hey, did you do X? Because then that gives the opportunity to lie <laughs> or to say, yeah, oh, yeah, I totally did that or mm -hmm. insert whatever there. So now I just have to come up with a more clever way of asking the question without asking it as a question and without assuming, blaming, or accusing anything. Right, because heaven forbid. So, Do you want to know what I instituted in my house? What? Tell me. I'd like two weeks know. ago. <laughs> so we've talked before about how I have like a whole like chart on my wall. There's like a, a, our morning schedule, our bus schedule, our bus rotation, like all, you know, it's like a military operation in my house. So we have a chore chart. And so they have assigned chores. It rotates all these things. But you know what? And we've had that for years. Like this is not new. We've had the chore chart for at this point. This is probably the third year that we've had it like written down in this way. So my kids have just gotten lazy. And so I'm like, 
I'm done. I'm done arguing with you. I'm done fighting with you. It's literally written down. It is written down on the wall. You know how to read and you can write and you can see your name. And yet they just weren't doing it. And they were just, you know, they were just like literally leaving their shit all over my house. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, I'm like, Did what you is expect this? otherwise though? But I'm like, what is this? The rapture? Why is there like a sock, a sock, a shoe, a shoe, a pair of pants? Like, where are you? Why are you? What is happening? And so I have just gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I just don't want to spend most of my awake moments yelling at children. So I instituted a demerit system. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm just going to say. So, okay, you have to know what your kid's currency is, right? Like, that's that's key. In order Roblox. to be able to motivate. Well, okay, <laughs> so. Everything. Now, some kids work in incentives. And I tried incentivizing this. <laughs> but they were like, F you, mom. Their, no. It's their so, positive way. So. Demerits. <laughs> yes. I told you it's a military operation. I tried incentivizing. I did. But they still weren't doing it. And so I said, okay, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's how this is going to go. If if these certain things do not happen, then you get charged and each demerit is worth 50 cents. And so I'm not going to you are 9 9 and almost 12. Like you're not little, you tell me all the time you're not a little kid. So it is your responsibility to make sure that you are checking the chore chart. And I will say to you check the chart, have you, you know, make sure you get everything done on the chart. But that is the extent of my reminding at this point, because I'm just done. I'm done with the stomping of the feet and I'm done with the exasperation and I'm done with the, uh, you know, uh. all of the things. And so I was like, okay, that's it. I'm no longer going to, to harp on you. If you make the choice that you're not going to do what you need to do, then you will be charged 50 cents per demerit. And then you will owe me money. And if you don't have the money, then you can work it off. So this works super well with one of my nine-year-olds because he <laughs> What do you is do to work it off? <laughs> additional chores. Okay. They have. Here's the thing. I know how much money my kids have, right? They got money for Christmas. <laughs> they got money for other things. Like, I know. I know they have money. But here's the thing. So for one of my nine-year-olds, he is... He is... We, we joke that he's coin operated because he will do anything for a dollar. Like if you say to him, hey, I need some sticks picked up in the yard and I'll give you two bucks. That kid is out there picking up every single stick. <laughs> he will vacuum out my car. This is the kid that like three years ago or four years ago, we held a tag sale and he and his brother wanted to do a lemonade stand. And so I was like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Well, one of them only lasted about 15 minutes. He was out there the entire day. He made $60. Way to go, bud. In lemonade. Okay. That's awesome. I, I, so he, it, he does not want to have to pay one blessed cent. So every day this child is over there and he says to me, as I was putting him up on the board, he goes, um, mom, okay, I think I'm going to use this as a chart. So I know what I need to get done. I said, I think that's a brilliant idea. So the other night, you're like, why are you still walking around the kitchen? <laughs> he goes, I'm checking the demerit list, mom. <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't want to have to pay any money. That's so hilarious. it's great. Now, my oldest, he pretty much, he does what he needs to do 
most of the time. So like, it was just more of like a reminder for him. And then my other nine-year-old had lots of feelings about it, not surprisingly. Um, <laughs> and he goes, but so he's, he's our one that we're pretty sure has ADHD, hasn't been like formally diagnosed with that, but like all signs point to his therapist, like all signs point to it. So but and he last year things were so super 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 hard with him last year it was like so so hard and he's come I'm so proud of him he's come such a long way and that's also like my husband and I like figuring out how to parent him so <laughs> this is just an example like if this was last year there would have been a massive meltdown about it so this year as I'm writing out on the board he keeps going okay mom this is just how I feel about it but I think this whole thing is sus <laughs> He goes, but it's just, that's just how I feel, mom. It's just like, that's how I feel. And I'm like, I understand that. Like, I, I respect I that you, that. Yeah. yeah, that you don't <laughs> think this is great. He goes, this, and what was the other word he used? Something like, this is, this is kind of extreme. And I go, <laughs> I go, or it's, this is kind of a lot, mom. And I go, yeah, it is. You know what else is a lot? Me having to have reminded you every day for the last four years to hang up your backpack when you walk in the house. Every day, every, I can count two times since my children began attending public school that they have remembered of their own accord to put their backpack on the hook. I said, Liam, do you know how many days that is? <laughs> do you know how many months and years at this point I've had to remind all three of you to hang up your backpack? I go, here's the other piece. If you look at all these demerits, this is all you guys taking care of your own thing. So like <laughs> cleaning up your toothpaste out of the sink, flushing the toilet, uh, you know, hanging up your stuff after school. Like none of this requires you to take care of anybody else's stuff, just your own things. Like I'm just yeah. trying to make you guys like capable human beings. So I will say I haven't actually had to collect any money from anybody yet. Oh, that's great. I'd be rich but by now. <laughs> Well, I, I was sort of hoping my house. Dave and I were like, we could get a date night out of this, maybe. <laughs> so, <Hey. laughs> so, but what it is doing is it just, it's, and again, you have to know, you have to know what your kid's currency is, right? Yeah. My kids don't want to have to part with their money. And so it is worth it for me to have it up there and just be like, this is the only time I'm going to remind you that you need to check the chart. That's it. That's, this is the only reminder I'm giving and then once you've gone to bed, if these things are not done, then you will see what you owe in the morning. And then that way, it's up to them. And I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. And I'm sure at some point when I do have to charge somebody, there's going to be a conniption fit about it. But hopefully that will be enough motivation for them to not do it again. So, you know, we're giving it a whirl. We're giving it a try. We're going to see what happens. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, <laughs> the definition of insanity is like, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, which I feel is like 95% of parenting. And I so like I've been saying that definition in my head literally all week, like literally right? saying the definition in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I going insane? I yes. think I am. Absolutely. So I just figured, you know what? Incentivizing them was not working. They weren't responding to that. So we're going to charge them. <laughs> And because the other piece, too, like, here's the other thing. So, like, well, I guess it is incentive, just in a different form. Yes. But here's the other piece. My kids are just being absolute lazy bums. And so the other, like, sort of significant piece of this is that, you know, it's still cold here. I mean, it's nice today, but it's in general, it's still cold. And gas, as we know, is super expensive right now. 
my kids will let the dog out in the morning and leave the sliding door wide open. <laughs> and I'm talking, I am Hi. pumping heat out into the world for hours, literal hours. It was so cold. The other day I was, I like went to the top of the basement stairs and I'm like, why is it so cold? And I was like, son of a, and I go downstairs door. I'm like, We're not talking like a crack, like, like it's open as wide as it can possibly go. And it had been that way for like hours. They hadn't been downstairs and it was like, you know, 40 degrees that day. And I just, and that's sort of what sparked this was because it was happening again and again and again, even though we would say that when you let the dog in, make sure like close the door. I don't, I don't understand. So I, I sort of said to them, I'm like, your lack of attention to following through on things is literally costing your father and I money. Like, it's not just annoyance. Like, you're literally taking dollars out of our bank account because you can't remember to close the door behind you. So, yes, now I'm going to charge you because yeah, heck yeah. I'm paying money yeah, well, for this. Well, they'll remember next time, right? No. my they have my been doing better about it, yeah. Too. I, I tell my kids, I do not promote laziness. And I tell everybody I do not promote laziness. I You, you don't hardly ever see me on the couch, like, hanging out, doing nothing. But yeah. my oldest, you know, she likes to think that I'm here to – serve her. Well, and I'm trying now that she is turning 10 that I am no longer her servant. You know, I did these things for her when she was a baby and couldn't, you know, do them for herself. But now that she is a big kid and 10 years old, I no longer need to get her a glass of water. She knows where the glasses are kept. She can reach them. You want to know why? Because she's as tall as me, friends. Right. Yeah. As tall yeah. as I am. It's It's crazy. But you know, it, it's funny. And then she, they're on spring break, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm busy. I'm still trying to work in the midst of being in the middle of spring break. And She's next to impossible. Yeah, it's real fun. And, uh, you know, so I'm doing stuff in the kitchen and I'm making my little one food and me food. I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to work at the same time. And she's sitting there on her computer playing. And she's like, hey, mom, can you get me some water? And normally I would, but like she sees I'm no. in the midst of doing other things. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, girl, you got to get your own water. It's like right there. It's like right there. And she's just like, never mind. And she just proceeded right. to sit there and not have a glass of water. And then she did that with same thing with food. Hey, mom, can you make me some food? Usually she wants a grilled cheese. And grilled cheese is not like something you just like put together real fast, like a right. peanut and jelly. It's like a thing. I'm like, no, I can't make you a grilled cheese. Not right now. Yeah. But she'll just ask for, for something to eat. And again, she's sitting there playing on her computer, and I'm just trying to do all the things. And so I'm like, hey, girl, kitchen's right there. I've showed you for, you know, a good 10 years now how to make some food, something really easy. Put your, yeah. put in your mouth. And she's like, nah, I'm good. Never mind. And she will sit. She's out, she's out there for hours not eating a thing because she did not want to do it herself. And I was just like... I have this thing. <laughs> I am not going to work harder for something for you more than you are. Right. So I'm not going to work hard to make your food if you're not going to get up and make your own food. Like, that's Well, and that's ridiculous. the thing. That's the thing, too, is, you know, my kids are... I have to kick them out of the kitchen because they're in there uh, too oh much. Oh, my God. Get out of my kitchen. Everybody out. <laughs> out. Well, no. I'm like, what? do you think the pantry door is revolving? Because, no, there's a, there's official snack times in this house. And we are outside of those parameters. So get out of my pantry. Like, these kids eat so much food. But, and they are, you know, they, they do. They make 
for the most part, they make their own stuff. They make their own breakfast, they make their own lunches. You know, they get their own snacks and they would legit cook if I felt like I could trust them to not burn themselves or burn the house down. And we are teaching. I am teaching my oldest, you know, how to make they they all know how to make grilled cheese. They're, you know, I've taught them how to make spaghetti. Um, And one of my nine year olds really, really loves anytime I'm in the kitchen. He wants to help. And so like he's he's good. Like if I get things started, like he'll help me on the stove and he'll keep them going. He's like, I'll watch, I'll watch the spaghetti mom. I'm like, okay, make sure you stir it. Like, but it's one of those things where it's the same thing. If they were like, Hey, can you get this for me? I'm like, Nope, that's something you're capable of doing. And they choose that they don't want to do it. Then okay. Like that's fine. But your window to eat closes at this time. And that, and that's sort of like a rule that I've set because, you know, my kids get involved in something, you know, whether it's playing outside or watching a show or whatever. And then, you know, lunch and I'm like, it's you guys need to eat, like you need to feed yourselves. And they're like, no, 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 it's it's you know, I'll do it later. And then they come to you at like two o'clock, and I'm like, sorry, friends, kitchen's closed. Lunches at lunches from eleven thirty to one. You don't get in here during that time to eat, then I'll I'll see you at snack time, which is not till four. So out. You know, because it's it is part of that transition I was just talking to, I had a newborn session yesterday. I was talking to my clients about this, but, and you and, I, you and I have talked about this before too, but, you know, my oldest is going to be 12 in June and, you know, it's that transition to like having to sort of take a step back and say like, nope, he needs to figure this out. Like he mm-hmm. needs to learn this. He needs to sort of deal with the consequences of this. And no, I'm not going to argue with him about putting a coat on every morning. He will either be cold or he'll get sick and he will then either choose to put a coat on or he won't. But like he needs to learn how to regulate his own body. He needs to learn how to regulate how he's feeling. Like those are things that those are skills that kids need to learn. And yeah, what, ha- what happened to like p- people just figuring stuff out? Like I understand us teaching them, you know, but again, it goes back to my kid expecting me to do everything for them or solve every single problem they have. And I, I'm at that, at that point too, Mel, where I'm just like, no, you need to stop and think about it yourself on how to problem solve and how you're going to figure out this problem that you have, because it's not my problem. It's your problem. And I'm here to help you. If you've exhausted every possibility that you could possibly think of before you come to me for help. And it's not because I'm unwilling to help. It's just that I really just want you to think outside the box because I do. And so I guess I, that's an expectation I have of other people, but it's a good skill to have other than well, yeah, they have to learn put it on because... someone else to, for, to you know, be someone else's problem because it's not my problem. It's your problem. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it is. It's, it's your thing to figure out. Well, yeah, and it's teaching them those skills. And I'll tell you, as someone that worked in higher ed for 10 plus years, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt which kids were given the opportunity to take age-appropriate risks, which kids were given the opportunity to have to sort of like trudge through and figure things out, which kids faced consequences, and the kids that did not. And I'm, yeah. And I always sort of thought to myself, I said, okay, if you have spent your child's entire life taking care, like, and I don't mean taking care of them in the way that you just like take care of your kids, but like doing everything for them, never letting them take any risks or have to like sort of work through those processes or not facing consequences or fail. Why do you think that the second they enter into college, 
or into adulthood after high school that they're going to have those skills. They don't because you were, they were never taught. They were never given the opportunity. And so I, you know, I've always, I think operated both my husband and I, you know, of allowing our kids to have age appropriate risks. And I don't know how serious of a term we want to take this podcast because we had something happen. <laughs> well, no, I don't oh. think I even told you about this. We had something happen two weeks ago that was really fucking scary oh, and really and had to sort of like have a whole like reminder conversation with our kids. Do we want to take that turn? Do we want to keep it late? <laughs> uh, well, now I'm curious. So I guess we're so taking I'll, that turn. Sorry, I'll guys. Get the, <laughs> I'll get the Cliff Notes version. So, okay. So we have always, we live in a, in a, in a residential sort of suburban neighborhood. Oh, um, I do remember. Okay. Yes. I know. No, I don't think I told, I didn't tell you this. You told the, you told the admin group. Oh, I did. I did. That's right. Yeah. So we live in a suburban residential neighborhood. We know a good portion of our neighbors. Our kids have always been allowed to play outside. Uh, you know, even when we moved here, we moved here when our youngest were four and they were allowed to play outside somewhat unsupervised. Obviously I'm watching through the windows, but like letting them be in the front yard by themselves, letting them have some autonomy, checking in on them, having them, making sure they know they need to come to me if things happen, yada, yada, yada. We've had all these conversations for all these years. So, you know, again, my, my twins are nine and my oldest is about to be 12. So you got a dog, which we talked about in the podcast, Skipper, and the boys have a rotation of who takes a dog for a walk and yada, yada. So one of my nine-year-olds came home from school. It was his turn to take the dog for a walk. So he, he took the dog for a walk. And the street we live on is sort of like a U-shape. So there's two entrances to, the sh- to, the, to our street, and there's like another street that runs parallel to it. That's a dead end. But again, all residential neighborhoods. So there's really no reason to be on either of those streets unless you actually live on them because they're, they're not like a, a cut through to anything else. So I know about how long it takes the kids to walk the dog. He's back in normal time. Drops the dog off, goes back outside to play, says nothing to me. So I'm in the middle of making dinner and the boys are outside playing basketball in the driveway. And my oldest son comes in and he says to me, there's someone here that wants to talk to you. And I said, OK, who, who is it? He goes, well, the police. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so uh, and I thought he was joking just because of the look he had on his face. And so and we have some family friends that are police officers and whatnot. So I was like, oh, maybe someone's in the neighborhood. So I go outside and no, nope, it's our town police. And I'm sort of like now I'm like racking my brain of like what could possibly have like prompted the police to show up in my driveway so he was very nice and he said he says to me was one of your boys walking the dog earlier and I said yes they were and so I you know pointed to who it was and and he said he looked at him and he goes did someone pull up alongside you and start talking to you while he was walking the dog and I'm like what because he came home and said nothing to me. And so he sort of like shakes his head. Yes. And the officer looks at me and he looks back at my son and he goes, did you tell your mom? And he was like, no. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is the first I'm hearing about this. So long story short, what transpired was he was walking the dog up on the cross street. And as he was walking, a car pulled up alongside him of which there was. And we know, like I said, we know a lot of our neighbors And he was adamant this was not somebody that he knew. And the guy started talking to him and he told me that he started to feel uncomfortable, like his legs started to shake a little bit. 
and he was sort of ignoring the guy and he just kept walking. Thankfully, there happened to be another a woman that was driving in the opposite direction and saw this exchange and was like, this is weird. Why is there a car pulled up alongside a young kid walking a dog? And so she actually looped around our street to make sure that like that my son was still walking and hadn't been, you know, sort of grabbed by this guy, which I mean, who knows? My son told me he was an older man, like grandparent age. Maybe he was just who know? we don't know. We don't know who he was. We don't know really anything about him. We weren't able to get like a description of the car or license plate or anything. So could it have been totally benign and just like some old grandfather type being like, oh, good job, son. You're walking the dog for your for your mom or whatever. Like, yes, it could have. Also, why are you pulling up alongside a kid you don't know and trying to talk to them? So. So it prompted, right, this whole sort of like follow up conversation with our kids about safety and about how to, you know, how to deal in a situation where they're feeling uncomfortable and making sure that they're telling us when these things happen. And it was I mean, it was scary because, you know, you hear about these things and you don't necessarily think it's going to happen to your child or your kid. And, And again, you know, we live in a we live in a safe town. We live in a small town and it. And it very well. <laughs> sorry, that was the dog. Thanks, I'll back Dippy. up and start back up and start that again. We live in a small town. We live in a safe town. And it very well could have been something very benign. But it it was enough to spark this woman driving to be like, mm, I don't feel OK about this. And she's the one that actually called it into the police. And I, I'm so thankful. And we've reached out. We reached out to her. I'm so thankful that she did and that she took the time to to also make sure that like he had my son had continued on his way and this car had continued on its way. And like they, he wasn't, cause he was sort of like following along with him. And so thankfully he's fine and he's safe. And we are super thankful for that. And it also very well could have gone in a completely different direction. And so do I wish that had happened to him? Absolutely not. No, I don't. Will it, has it already begun to inform how he operates in the world and making sure that he's paying attention to things that maybe he wasn't paying attention to before. It absolutely has. And so while obviously it's an extreme example of, of, you know, risks for your children to take, not one that I would ever encourage or want anyone to have to go through. It is one of those experiences that now we can sort of like benchmark and say, okay, let's have a conversation about what to do if you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable. Let's have a conversation about making sure that you're letting your dad and I know when these things happen and who are the people along your walk that you can stop in? Whose houses do we know that you can talk to? How do you make sure people are aware that something is going on? Like that just screaming isn't okay. You need to be saying like, I don't know you get away from me. Like all of these sort of safety p- pieces that, you know, you talk to your kids about, but then when they're in the situation, do they remember them? Do they know how to, you know, how to utilize them, how to put them, implement them? Not always. And so, you know, I think it just goes back to, trying to prepare our kids for for the real world and for real life skipper honestly (laughs) he's being sassy today he's being sassy today so didn't mean to take a totally serious left turn there but but it goes (laughs) but it goes back to you know this idea of you know of having to as much as we want to protect our kids because we obviously do like that is what oh my god hang on (laughs) It's fucking dog. Going to the trash? <laughs> what are you doing? Get out. Skippy. Okay. Bad dog. 
All right. <clears throat> as much as we want to obviously always protect our kids, that's just, it's inherent in us as parents, as mothers, we want to, we want to protect them. We also have to prepare them. And I guess that was yeah. sort of my point. So yeah. So that wasn't like, that was like real sort of scary for us as parents. And it was scary for him. And, and again, not anything I would ever wish anyone to have to, to have as an experience, but age appropriate risks in general for your kids with supervision is, is important. So that was the point. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes. So let's end with maybe on a different note, let's end with a couple of travel tips, a little couple of spring break tips for you. So we just traveled with our kids by plane for the first time in two years to go visit family out in the middle of the country. And so some things that we do to help these trips go, because, you know, you're at the mercy of the airlines. And actually, the day that we flew out, the airports were crazy because our airline, which we typically always fly JetBlue, and I'll explain why we do in a minute, but they were canceling all kinds of flights. And so I was like, are we going to get out of this airport? We did, thankfully. But then like, are we going to be able to get home? That was also kind of a question mark. So, and our flight was delayed. So here are some things that we do to help travel be easier and try to make it go as smoothly as possible. The first is that, as I mentioned before, my kids eat all the time. So, (laughs) and my sort of life mantra is, is, is full kids or happy kids. Like if they, if they're full, if their bellies are full, they're generally in a decent mood. So we, and of course, when you're traveling, like we have a, a family of five, like buying food all the time when you're out traveling is not cheap. So what I did before we left was I bought a bunch of snacks and I actually took their lunch boxes from school and I filled their lunch boxes with snacks enough for like two to three snacks a day, almost for our entire trip. So that at any point, if our flights were delayed, if we were stuck on an airplane, stuck on it, like whatever, they would have snacks available to them. And we did things like, like the, uh, like the kid cliff bars and like peanut butter crackers and and nuts and like things that have protein that will help them be full. And then some fun things in there, like little Oreo snacks and whatever, but enough that like, I knew we would get through, we had, we were flying one day and then the next day we we're going to have to drive like three to four hours. So I wanted to have enough to, to get through those two days of snacks. And then we always bring their water bottles. They're empty, obviously, as we go through security, but then we just buy like two big bottles of water and then we can keep their water bottles filled. And a yeah. lot of the airports also have like their water fountains are back open now. So they're always hydrated and they always have snacks on hand. <laughs> and then years ago, when we were traveling more by car, I had picked up these, you can get them at Target. They're usually in like the dollar section, but they have these like magnetic games. So we have like, we have Hangman, we have Connect Four, we have Checkers and they're great because they're all magnetic. So they, they're in like little metal tins and then they're super light. Yeah. And so you can throw them in the bag and they're great for like car rides. They're great for plane rides, just ways to sort of keep them entertained. We bring decks of cards because the boys like to play Go Fish and War and things. We also, they we have this like, travel battleship game which they were all about so we brought that with us and we fly JetBlue we just love JetBlue as an airline anyway but we had you know a almost four hour flight ahead of us and so it's great because JetBlue has all those individual TVs and so we make sure that they have their their plugged headphones so they can plug in and they can watch pretty much whatever they want they have like a kids channel so you can do kid movies and sports shows and then we found out on the flight home 
they had like games in those TVs as well. And you could play seat to seat. So like we could play each other in Battleship, like oh, on fun. the on the JetBlue screens. So that was helpful, too. And then, of course, like on the plane, they're getting snacks, which I think is super cool and fancy and fun and whatnot. And so like they would get and of course, the flight attendants are great. Like here, it's it's almost lunchtime. Just take some more. So like we were yeah. overflowing with snacks, but that's never a bad thing. And so those are just some of the things we do. And we if we if we can, we break up travel. So like we were going out to Oklahoma to visit my sister-in-law. We were flying into Dallas because it's a lot cheaper than flying into Oklahoma City, which is closer. So we ended up spending the night in um, Fort Worth. So we flew into Dallas, got our rental car, and then we spent the night in Fort Worth because we still had like a three hour drive ahead of us the next day, which is a lot. So, and it was fun. We were down in Fort Worth. Um, We just got to hang out there. The weather was beautiful. The boys, you know, crazily swam in the unheated outdoor pool because they're from New England. And so they're like, it's warm. And I'm like, it's really not. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and then what we did was we broke up the the drive up the next day. So my sister-in-law had driven down. And so the boys each wanted to have a turn to ride with her. So we stopped like every, like, and I'm talking like super quick, like we literally stopped to change cars. And so we would, we would drive like an hour stop. Kids would switch, stop an hour, drive an hour stops. Kids would switch. So it broke up the trip for them. And it was like, Oh, we could try with somebody else. And obviously like, if you're only going with your own family, you don't have that option. And then we just sort of, we run our kids (laughs) Like going on vacation with children is never a vacation, but it, it no. really for us is not at all because our kids have so much energy. Like the, our three boys are just like insane. And so like if you were in Fort Worth while we were there and you were staying at our hotel, you saw my kids literally running sprints on the front of the hotel. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not even joking. We were like timing them. <laughs> and they were just running sprint relays back and forth. There's swimming in the pool. We took them to the gym in the hotel. And we get our money's worth out of our hotel stays. The kids are in the gym, like running on the treadmills. But like in the day that we left, we had to drive down three hours and then our flight ended up getting delayed. And so we made sure we were full of snacks on the way back. Oh, we yeah. had all the games available to us. And then the other thing that we do now, because we had a really... We took the kids to Disney the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic set in and we got home at a reasonable time. Like we got home, I think we were home by like 8.30 or 9 o'clock and trying to get the kids to school the next day was a nightmare. So we were only gone Sunday to Wednesday, but I had told their teachers, I'm like, we are getting back Wednesday. I just assume they're not going to be at school on Thursday. And I didn't tell the kids they were going to go to school, but I just wanted to have that option because honestly, like it's my kids, especially. And we, and so our flight ended up being delayed. So instead of getting home at seven, as we thought we were going to, we didn't get home till 10. So oh like gosh. I, you, I had like as much as I would have loved to send my children to school the next day, because I've been traveling with them for the last four days. Like, <laughs> I was like, mm, nope, like I'm not going to to recuperate, you know, from it's a true story. So yeah. we just opted to not send them to school. So when we got home at 10 o'clock, I told them, I was like, listen, you guys aren't going to school tomorrow. We're just going to keep you home so we can all just sort of like relax and like recuperate. And so I always just sort of like leave that as an option or we get home like on a Friday so that we have Saturday and Sunday to recoup. And then I send this to school on Monday because we pulled our kids out of school for this trip because it was like a thousand dollars cheaper a thousand dollars cheaper to fly the first week of april versus next week so 
And we we operate the same way when we're in like for doing car travel too. Like we did a, a trip to Tennessee in 2020, so that was like 15 hours of car ride. And so. And the other thing, too, is that we bought a Switch, a Nintendo Switch, um, actually, at the beginning of February when COVID went through our house. So we brought that with us, too, which was great for the car because they could take turns with the Switch. And, like, we'd get them each, like, 20 minutes or 25 minutes. And it was, like, just enough to, like, occupy them enough so that, you know, so they had something to look forward to or they had just played. And so, like... We try to just sort of keep them engaged as much as possible because it just helps our lives as we're the ones that are the only ones that can drive, obviously. So we have to like sort of switch (laughs) off and take turns. So just thought I'd share because and then our kids always have their own backpacks. So and they're old enough to carry them, too. So like they bring, you know, usually paper and like pencils and markers and crayons. They pack some books. They pack like a small stuffed animal. So like they get to sort of like pack their own backpacks, but knowing that they have to carry it. And then all their stuff is in there with them. So the lunchbox is in there, the water bottles in there, like the bag that the games are in there. So they're easy access. They're under the seat in front of them on the plane. They can pull them out, take out whatever they want. And same thing in the car. They have them next to them in the car. So like, I'm not, I don't have to like toss snacks to anybody anymore. Like I used to when they were in car seats and I could just be like, nice. it's snack time. So nice. Go in your backpack, yeah. take your snack out. Have You got this. You got this. You're good. So see, we're just preparing them. <laughs> we are. I'm like, you are responsible for your own bag. You're responsible for packing your own things. <laughs> and they did. Like, I gave them a list. I wrote them out each a list of how, like, how many pairs of pants, how many pairs of socks and underwear and all the things. And, like, I gave them each a list. And I'm like, okay, you need to put them all together. I will double check to make sure everything is there. But they packed themselves. Like, I gave them a list. They packed themselves. Same thing with their backpacks. I'm like, you need to look two books. This one small stuffed animal. Like, you know, yada, whatever it was. Wrote down the list. They pack their own things. So, you know, so it's just a couple of tidbits. If you're going to be traveling and you're looking for ways to keep your kids entertained, you know, in the car and maybe like not always on electronics, like those sorts of things I find help. So books, magnetic games, decks of cards, you know, we do, we did, we did Mad Libs a lot when we were traveling to Tennessee. So like, you know, you'd have to fill in the blank. Be like, well, give me an adjective. Give me a noun. Give me a verb. And they just like die laughing because everything was like poop and butt. And, you know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course it was. Actually. So, so it's that kind of stuff that we try to. And then I always find too, that not so much now because my kids are older, but when they were younger, you know, I'd run over to like Target or Walmart and just get like a couple of new things for them, like super cheap, like from like the dollar section, but like things they oh, didn't yeah. have. And so and then if I need like incentive, new. if I need to like focus them on something that I had them available to me and I would be like, Oh, I've got something for you. And then that would entertain them. So, you know, just some, so, so just some tips from a mom who's been traveling with kids for, <laughs> you know, over a decade, some things that we do to help make our lives a little bit easier, but food is the number one. Just keep them, keep them eating. <laughs> That's always the culprit too. If like something yeah. is going awry, it's like, are you hungry? Let's get you yeah. something to eat. <laughs> If their mouths, if their mouths are full problem. of food, they can't complain. So. Exactly. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Well, friends, if you have spring break coming up, we hope that you're able to work through it. And I'll just throw this out there. I know myself, I think sometime next week, I'm going to do a day in the life because my kids are home with me all day. And so if you're looking for a creative outlet, that could be a fun little thing to do of just sort of like document your day at home with your kids, gives you something to focus on. If you're coming off spring break, Good work. Good job. Self portraits. Uh, yeah. With my kids. 
Yeah, you could do that too. Absolutely. That sounds fun. Yeah. See, get those creative juices flowing. It's getting warmer. Flowers are coming out. Leaves are coming back. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. And on that note, have a lovely week. Yeah. Bye, friends. Bye. (laughs) 